God, yeah. Oh well. Anyways, um, you are listening to Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast, and my name is John, and with me as always, my delightful co-host Josh. Josh, how do you do, sir? I do so well, sir. Thank you. I've been looking at what movies are coming up at Halloween, and uh, maybe it's just the shitty websites that are in charge of, of collating all that information, or maybe it's a writer strike. I don't know, but this Halloween season looks kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, it does. It uh, it's kind of depressing. I don't know if they're like holding out because they know that it might be a while before they can put out new stuff, or they're like sitting on their good movies. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but they need to they need to get yeah, they need know. to get with it. So today we're talking about uh, which stuff, which which trials. Mm. A little town uh, that doesn't actually exist called Devonsville. And uh, some terror that took place there in the movie, The Devonsville Terror, from 1983, directed and probably written and produced by Uli Lomel, who uh, is clearly German and uh, uh, is also known for making The Boogeyman, which rocks, and then a whole bunch of shitty serial killer bio movies. Uh, beyond that, he's known for palling around with Vim Vendors and uh, helping him make some of his cool art house movies. So, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, I love this movie. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Okay. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I wanted to note that's his wife starring in this movie. Mm. Uh, the very present on screen, Susanna Love. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, no, this movie is great. It's a big surprise. It's mm-hmm. So it's from 1983. It doesn't look like something that would be like, oh, wow, this, this applies to how I feel about today life. But then you watch the movie and it's like, oh, this applies to how I feel about today life. <laughs> that's right it's uh it's oddly prescient um it does show uh for all the people who say uh well you know when i was growing up it was perfectly okay to hate women and um beat up gay people and this movie proves that it was not perfectly okay there were people who were smart enough to recognize that that's not cool like women and gay people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one horny just a guy yeah, just a guy. That's okay. I like witches. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, as you folks probably know, if you've taken any uh, American history uh, lesson uh, courses, but you know, considering that yeah. most of our listeners apparently lately came from Algeria, yeah, <laughs> you may you may not be familiar with uh, American history. In which case, here's a quick rundown. 
Uh, way back in the day, on the northeastern coast of the United States, during the Puritanical uh, times, Puritans, yeah. yeah. Anyways, early on in the uh, pre-U.S. Uh, days when we were still British colonies, the Puritans decided that there were a bunch of witches among the um, population of uh, a town called Salem in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, why they thought this, what exactly was going on, nobody's really sure. But they had some trials, and uh, they ended up killing a bunch of fucking people. Um, they tr- They tried 200 people, found 30 guilty, hanged 19 of them, 14 of which were women, which apparently is 78%. Oh. Uh, one man was tortured to death before his trial even started because he refused to admit that he was in league with the devil. And then uh, five of them died in jail. So yeah. it, uh, you know, I mean, horrible, but in comparison to Europe, where tens of thousands died, not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It actually turned out, turned out quite well. Yeah, Spanish Inquisition hugely horrific. American Inquisition mildly inconvenient for those nice ladies. <laughs> there's there, there's a number of theories uh, as to why this happened because apparently the historical records do show that there were some people, again mostly women from from Salem, that started behaving very strangely around this time period, and uh, one of the uh, supposed theories is that they were infected by ergot fungus, which uh, grows on rye and essentially is very, very similar to LSD. So yeah. you trip on it. Good times. Yeah. Uh, but nobody knows for sure. It could have just been a mass hysteria thing. It could have been just a bunch of dicks who decided that women sucked and they needed to hang them all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ergot poisoning. Ergot. No, ERCOT. It's it's whenever the 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 grains ruin the uh, you know the electric grid. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> wow, I'm so slow. <laughs> in that state that we don't live in. Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the uh, the whole like. That being part of that, I knew about it from like when we watched Honeydew, like the the yeah. stuff in the grain. But I didn't know that they think that like there. I didn't know that there was a theory that that was a contributing factor there. Yeah, I mean, it it seems kind of you know if you really think about it, it seems like a pretty loose theory. I mean, what? How did so many people eat ergot infested rye? Um, why were they all? peasants essentially like none of them were like higher ups um i mean it it just seems a little questionable but you know what the hell do i know i wasn't around in the 1600s (laughs) so i i for a while in college i was studying like the oldest american writings that we Mm -hmm. still have access to uh and and i studied about this one dude who he you know how like supposedly like Pocahontas saved that white dude from her dad and then they got married. Mm-hmm. So there is like another guy that she saved later on. And his thing was like, Oh yeah, I'm the other white dude that Pocahontas saved. And, 
and he ended up becoming like the primary like translator between the between the native americans and between the colonists and and like he was like the guy like if you want to like trade with them you're gonna go through Mm -hmm. me type of guy and he part of it was like part of that early being saved is he was like held captive or whatever and he ended up writing a book about like basically the first book written about native american culture and their religious practices and when you read that book which is still available out there uh it's all about how they worship the devil and sacrifice virgins in the fire and stuff like that so it was like from the very beginning like all the way from from pocahontas and that raccoon and that guy and his pug all the way from back then it was like oh yeah this land is full of the demons it's amazing i mean i i understand being afraid of things you don't know i mean i'm sure the natives were afraid of the europeans of course they had more than enough reason to be yeah but um but i can understand why the europeans might have been afraid they these are people who have a culture entirely their own that are completely different than them talk different look different dress different eat different. everything's different uh they think they're gonna go there and everything's gonna be cool and then these guys are there and everything probably might have been cool except they decided to kill everybody yeah let's <laughs> kill everybody <laughs> why yeah so anyways uh yeah so from day one we sucked balls yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty bad <laughs> although I like to think about it like this for like whenever whenever you think about something that happened in in the past few hundred years of world history, you mm-hmm. can usually not always, but you can usually either blame England, uh, France or Spain. You like, maybe a little bit of Portugal, but not as much. Uh, also, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Dutch. Yeah, them too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you can definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it, well, if you're if you're from the southern hemisphere, you can blame the fuck out of the Portuguese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but in recent times, it really feels like you know America's been in charge of a lot of the bad things that are happening. But when you really think about it, everything that's our fault is also England's fault. Yeah, that's true. no kidding. It's sad because uh, you know the reason why that this place really began to be colonized by the Europeans in the first place is a pretty good reason. Religious freedom, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, actual religious freedom, by the way, folks, not the Texas version of religious freedom where Christians are free to do whatever the fuck they want and everyone else can kiss their ass. <laughs> well, to be fair, a lot of the people coming over here weren't coming over here because they were like, hooray, religious plurality. They were coming over here yeah. because they were like, over there we can do whatever we want to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Which is why the yeah, which is why the evangelicals basically were responsible for the uh, separation of church and state because they were afraid of an establishment of a national religion. Yeah. And now, now who who's like, you know, leading the forefront of tearing that shit down. Oh man. <laughs> Same dipshits who had it built in the first place. Same dipshits, different day. Oh, you silly, silly uh, personality-based religions. Oh, you Devonsvillians. Whoa! (laughs) Brought it around! (laughs) That's right, we're discussing Devonsnalia. Yeah, Devonshire. And just in case you guys feel like we're 
going way out there. Um, we can rein you back in by letting you know that Donald Pleasance is indeed in this movie as well. <laughs> yes. They were like, hey, Donald, we need you to uh, sit in this one set and interact with a few of our actors. Probably going to take like one day of shooting and then you're done. Yeah. I got my lady to promise to take her shirt off several times for no reason. <laughs> but just in case people get bored, could you go ahead and be in my movie? <laughs> yeah. She promised, for some reason, this character wears the laciest, most see-through bra to the doctor's office. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she, she, she reminded me of, I kept expecting, like, John Ritter to walk in because she looked like someone from Three's Company with her short haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first pixie cut uh, in the world. Yeah, those that's the three girls, Jenny, Chrissy, and Joyce DeWitt, whatever that <laughs> character was called. <laughs> A timely reference. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know that show is a huge hit in Algeria. <laughs> oh, good. We're going to get so much SEO from this. <laughs> oh, damn, moo. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, John, anything we need to go over? Any fun trivia? I couldn't find any fun trivia about this movie. It's filmed in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, that's about it. The, one one piece of kind of interesting trivia I found out was, yes, it's, it's filmed in Wisconsin. It's filmed in a place that was apparently built as a film studio set or something. Yeah. Uh, in the same year that this movie was made, in 83, there was a a companion film being shot with a different director and crew, apparently, maybe same crew, I don't know, different director, many of the same actors. Uh, oh. That movie that movie was called, uh, what was it? The Demons of Ludlaw. Oh. And uh, uh, the two women that play, um, maybe, maybe play witches? Um, <laughs> play demons in, this, in that movie. And uh, the guy that plays Aaron Pendleton, the drunken asshole in the movie uh he's in there and i can't remember if uh ralph is in there or whoever but yeah, a bunch of these people were in that other movie which makes me at first i thought well maybe it's because they're all locals but i don't think so i think i think they were just working actors yeah they were just there already someone was like well you know if you're gonna make that i guess we can make a movie here too and then when we're done the whole place will burn down yeah because apparently that's that's what happened yes yes it did <laughs> I don't know how you burn down a ranch, but there. Well, I guess we've seen recently how you burn down a ranch. <laughs> a real big one. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. Uh, let's let's go ahead and dive on in. Yes, let's do it. All right. The movie opens. It's Devonsville. It's three hundred years ago from nineteen eighty-three, which was forty years ago from us, but three hundred years before that. It's very mathematical, I promise. Nice. Jessica Morley is brewing an enormous cauldron before a gang of buckled hats and bonnets accost her, accuse her of consorting with the devil and killing children, and then they feed her to pigs. Yes, they do. It's amazing. It's like, oh, we're just going straight into being fed to pigs in this movie. Okay. Yep. You also get your first hints that the sound in this movie might not be great because uh, 
while she is brewing in her cauldron, you can hear the the giant handle thing she's stirring the cauldron with clanking around inside the very empty cauldron. Yeah, that was very annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's just not edit that out. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Elsewhere's Rebecca Parson reads tarot to some molestashy guy while Mary Pratt tenderly smooches with some guy next door, while Puritans are looming outside with pitchforks. They pounce. Mary Pratt is tied to a wheel, which is then set on fire and rolled down the hill to death. And it fucking rules. <laughs> it is a really fucking awesome shot. <laughs> a flaming wheel. <laughs> it doesn't look convincing like no. that's actually a person, but but like, good job. Like, the practical effects in this movie are actually very impressive. Yeah, they're not bad. They they do the trick. Yeah, they get they get the point across. There's gonna be a real good mask later. Oh man. While the Bernie after the Bernie wheel happens, Rebecca Parson is tied to a stake. Uh her top is cut off for no good reason other than because the the buckled hatted dudes want to see them nanas. <laughs> That's right, because Puritans. Yes, and she is accused of things and then burned to death, and then her body jiggles around on the floor, lightning strikes it, her body disappears, and her angry spirit ascends up to the moon while growling, Damn you all! <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. There's lots of, like, lip-licking and lascivious, like, guy stuff going on in here, so it's like, yeah, they're, like, really getting horny by killing these women, and it's like, wow, I don't like anything that's happening in this. <laughs> yeah, they play it up pretty heavy. They do a great job of it. Uh, it isn't all this great, though. Um, zip forward to Devonsville, the present, 40 years ago, but 300 years since the beginning of the movie. We're introduced to the townsfolk that feel haunted by ancestral guilt and fear of the curse of the things they did that night. Christianity and guns are everywhere this town revolves around christianity and guns yeah. there's a little tiny pun in there <laughs> um walter gibbs's sick wife moans in discomfort which is bothering him while he's trying to do the paperwork uh with his the the exact calculator you think it is um <laughs> this bothers him to the point that he smothers her to death with a pillow um and then he is menaced in his bathroom by the cursed face from the beginning of the movie just a few minutes ago um and then we are introduced to jenny scanlon the uh, new teacher she is in town and she is introduced to a hit on you kind of guy in a truck and then brought to her classroom where she's introduced to the weird little clutch of children that live <laughs> in this wonderful village <laughs> Weird little clutch of children. That's amazing. So yeah, so she meets her little her little brood, and then we meet Doctor Worley, the town doctor or town witch doctor. I don't know what the hell he is. A weird. I showed. He's so yeah. weird. But anyways, that's Donald Pleasance, Doctor Worley. He meets with uh, Walter or Wally uh, to his friends, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who smothered <laughs> his wife. Uh, because Walter wants to get the death certificate for his wife. And then it, it comes out that's pretty pretty clear that uh, 
the doctor knows that Walter killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, but does not care. Doesn't really seem to care, although that doesn't make any sense with the movie. But okay. Um, yeah. Meantime, we discover that Jenny has been watching uh, this stuff from a barn or something. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah. It's... She... She's... Yeah. Or something? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we, I don't know what's happening in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. We saw her in the classroom, and then this goes on inside the doctor's office, and she's outside spying on something, which you assume is that, just based on the linearity of the movie. Um, but, okay, anyways, let's just say we see Jenny peeking around the corner of a barn. Um, meanwhile, we are now in church. We're in church. And the uh, <laughs> townsfolk... Sing a rousing uh, version of "Nearer, My God, to Thee," and yeah. uh, that they are at Sarah Louise, which is uh, Sarah Louise's funeral. Wally's wife, the one who yeah. he smotherfied. Um, yeah. Now we cut to Walter's store. I don't remember what it was called. I just call it Wally's. Um, it's just the store yeah. where they have the groceries and the guns. They have like a Paps Blue Ribbon neon sign out front or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, there's a, a young lady there who uh, is trying to buy quote-unquote chemicals <laughs> for <laughs> experiments and has this really strange conversation with Wally who's just like, ah, why don't you try uh, McElhaney's down the way or whatever. And I hear they have yeah. great chemicals. I, it's, I... I don't know what the hell. I, there's some implication, that I guess, that she's supposed to be a witch or something. But we don't ever see her again. Or is that Monica? Is that one of the witches? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the three. She's the one that's the scientist. And she's oh. here studying the water for pollutants. That's right. It's Chris. The the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I paid a lot of attention. Um, <laughs> you can tell it's her by the sweater. That is the only thing she ever wears. Oh, yes, that's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then we meet, uh, what's his name? Aaron Pendleton, the black curly haired jackass dickhead that lives in town who sees the guy working, one of the guys working behind the counter, like the assistant or whatever, handling his shotgun and says something like, well, don't you know nothing about guns? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember. That guy's an asshole. But we were introduced to him. Jenny Scanlon uh, steps into the store because she's looking for herb teas. Like Bigelow's Sweet Dreams. <laughs> yeah, not Lipton. No. Not not the other brand that they mentioned, but no, I mean real herbal tea, like Bigelow's. <laughs> and, and then Walter, who, by the way, is in office space, uh, yes, <laughs> says, well, I'm sorry, uh, Miss Scanlon, I only have Twinings and Liptons. There it is, Twinings and Liptons, that's right. It's like, but, he said, and very creepy, he's like, I'll try and get it for you. Oh, man. It's like, ugh, okay. Uh, back at Dr. Worley's office, he's fucking around in his office like he always does. And um, he pulls his sleeve up, his coat sleeve, <laughs> grabs a pair of, like, tw- pliery looking things. I mean, tweezery looking things with the tips that curve, you know. And reaches down to his arm, which is apparently made out of really silly looking waxy rubber. And yeah. a worm, like a grub is just blah, 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 sticking out of a hole in his forearm. And he grabs it with the thing and pulls it out. It's like, okay, sure. That's, I mean, yeah. Um, Why wouldn't you? Of course. 
Um, uh, Matthew shows up. That's uh, the one of the Pendletons, the cool Pendleton. I, I don't know. The one who likes witches, I guess. Everyone in this town is a Pendleton. Pretty much. Uh, he yeah. shows up. He's got some things for Warley's collection, which is a belt that he found in his attic, if I remember correctly, which is possibly made of witches' finger bones. Um, so basically, he has a belt made of finger bones, and Dr. Warley's like, Yes, I have heard of the belts made of finger bones. Perhaps this is one of them. As if it would be any other kind of belt made of finger bones. Like, yeah. it's it, it, maybe it's one of the witch belts, or maybe it's just your standard finger bone belt. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, A knockoff they got from Walmart. I mean, they did make this movie in Wisconsin, so I guess maybe they were just riffing off of Ed Gein, who had nipple belts. Um, oh, God. Doc, as it turns out, is studying up on the Devonsville Terror, the witch trials, because his ancestor was the executioner. Um, great. He, yeah. the executioner, as it turns out, uh, after the three witches were killed, I'm sorry, excuse me, possible witches, uh, wink, uh, he <laughs> turns out to become horribly diseased post-trial. Uh, he dies. And as it turns out, Dr. Worley explains that he dies because he was eaten by worms. Um, yeah. Same with other Worleys who didn't help erase Inquisition guilt. So we have a precedent, a historical precedent here. Um, the This horrible thing happens to people who don't help erase the guilt of their ancestors. They get eaten by worms. Okay, that's fine. Uh, just And just to drive his point home, he pulls a worm out of his forearm, I guess the same hole, or maybe he left it in there, uh, and then he pulls it out and shows Matthew that... <laughs> see? See? Worm in my arm. Did you think I was bullshitting? Um, we cut to Jenny. She's in bed. We hear thunder, a train horn, which we hear a lot in this movie for some reason. Um, and then, then we cut back to Wally in his store... He's doing the books on the calculator that you know all so well. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he hears a ghostly voice calling his name. Walter. Walter. And he gets up to go see what it is. It's Jenny's topless apparition uh, reflected in his window in the door. Um, she's just showing him her boobies because yeah. they are lovely and, you know. That's what, and there they are. There you go. She's a she might be a witch. Whatever. Um, Maybe. <laughs> it's now the probably the next day. Jenny is uh, with her kids. They're getting off a school bus to do some kind of like field trip. I guess uh, they're out in the woods. They they come across this shitty broken down house, and she starts talking about decay and mushrooms and mycelium and all the you know all this cool stuff. And then uh, in the meantime, Ralph Pendleton shows up and is creeping on her. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, you wanna <laughs> you wanna do something later or whatever? And uh, she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, totally turns him down. And then she talks about mycelium some more. And then one of the kids says, Miss, Miss Gandlin, what if got a man or a lady? <laughs> and then Miss Galen talks about, well, some people believe that God is a man, and other people believe that she's a woman. <laughs> okay, okay, that's great. Clearly a witch. Um, yeah. 
Now we're, her. now we see Monica. This is the third friend or the second friend. I don't know. The second of the third friends. They're not really friends. Yeah. They're three ladies, whatever. She's so, a, But then at one point they are friends and it's very confusing. Yeah. And I, apparently they all showed up in town around the same time, uh, which yeah. they explain why at the end. So, I mean, they do, it, they do explain it, which is weird. Which, yeah. Which is weird. Oh. <laughs> 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 Monica is a radio DJ talk show host who has a really bad theme song. And um, apparently her talk show consists of all the local women, all the regional women, calling in and talking about how possessive and violent their husbands are. (laughs) It's so weird. Hello, hello, Monica. My name is Jerry, and my husband beats the crap out of me every night because I want to do things that I want to do. It's it's like she gets, she takes it, she's, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, Jerry, that's actually a very common problem that women have right now. <laughs> and we find out that Jenny is, of course, tuning into this, this riveting show on her, her home radio. And, uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, okay. So, oh, that happens. Jenny's tuned in. Uh, a lady named Patty Barnes calls in. She's bitching about her dude who, sh- who sucks ass. Uh, Wally shows up at her door, uh, back at Jenny's place, with her tea! <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, boy! They, they drinky. They have some tea. They have a little bit of whatever the fuck that herbal tea was that she likes so much. Sweet fanciness, or whatever it was called. I don't... Sweet Bigelow! Oh, shit! So <laughs> <laughs> The good stuff. He starts laying down this ridiculous sob story about his wife and, you know, how lonely he is and all this. It's horrible. Very uncomfortable. She's clearly not falling for it, but he thinks she is. He's totally like, you know, yeah, I know we're we're made for each other. Like, he's just, he's so, he's really disgusting. Is this where he starts talking about, like, how important a fertile womb is? Or is that later? I can't remember if it was there or later, but that is something he does. Yeah, he's like, you know, one thing that I find really attractive in a woman is a womb that's not dry and desiccated. Oh, it was there. It is there. Because he talks about how his wife is barren, and so therefore she is unable to bear him a son. Manly, he needs a boy. Whatever. Um... And and just just to seal the deal, I mean, he already had her. I mean, let's not let's not kid around. Yeah. Um, to to seal the deal, he busts out his violin, which I call it his pussy machine. But it's apparently his <laughs> grandfather made it or some shit. Yeah. And he's like, it's it's one of a kind, and opens the case, and it's like just your average everyday violin. Yeah. It's um, it's it's a Pendleton Various. Yeah. That's right. He pulls out the Pendleton Various and plays some um, oddly reverbed uh, violin licks for Jenny while she is having visions of him smothering his yeah. wife and and her tits. <laughs> I love how she sees visions of her own tits. Well, <laughs> she's a very erotic woman, you see. She is. You know how them witches be. Yeah. Uh, Ralph shows up at the radio station, hits on Monica. She's not impressed. These women are not impressed. He's a dickhead. No. Um, at home, the chatty girl, who was so interested in whether or not God is a female or male, uh, her dad, Aaron, starts drilling her about Gad 
let me tell you something about God. You <laughs> see, God created man from his rib and woman ate the thing with the apple and the snake because they're bad and man is good God. Oh, man. He's, he's so mismatched with the rest of this family. Like, he... He's one of those, yeah, he's one of those, like, New Jersey guys where all, all of the sweat glands are in his eyelids. <laughs> They're like hoses. <laughs> yeah, and he's just so, oh, God, he's terrible. Yeah, in, in like a matter of 30 seconds, he's able to spew the most venomous, toxic masculinity garbage out of his mouth. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, I don't know where they found that guy, but he, uh, he did the job. A treasure. Uh-huh. His wife, I don't remember what his wife says something, but I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what she says, right? Because yeah. she's, she's just a woman. <laughs> don't listen to her. Yeah, she's like, honey, um, I'm sorry, but you're a total idiot. And he's like, shut up, bitch, whatever he <laughs> says. I don't, I don't remember. It's, it's awful. He's a terrible man. Yes. Um, so it, you might notice a theme in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you might consider it an analog for reality. But, um... <laughs> Anyways, so, um, we, okay, so, um, Ralph and some, uh, blonde ass face guy. Some, yeah, some probably dude. a Pendleton, like Timothy yeah. Pendleton. Blondie McTimothy Pendleton. Yeah. Uh, sp- are spying on Jenny, Monica, and Chris as they go paddle boating. Yeah. Yeah, paddle boating. Yeah. This is, I think, the first time we see the three of them interact with each other. Possibly the only time we ever see them interact with each other is they all get on a paddle boat and giggle their way out into the middle of the lake. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, sure, why not? (laughs) I think it's playing off the stereotype that all women know each other. Like, but I, I have no idea why that is happening. But I love that there are dudes that are just like like cartoon characters peeking around the edge of an old barn to spy on them. I just figured it was, you know, because they're all three supposed to be new to town. And, you know, again, I mean, by the end of the movie, you kind of, you, you want, they tell you why they all show up at the same time. But, yeah, um, I mean, besides the fact that they're witches or whatever, but, you know, it's... Yeah. So, yeah, okay, so I guess they know each other because they're the three progressive nude ladies in town. Yeah. <laughs> They just naturally find each other and gravitate. Hey, you want to borrow my Birkenstocks? They're kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What if we all went into the middle of the lake together and never came back? (laughs) That little bottle of stuff that you had, that I drank, is very, very delicious. That was my patchouli oil. (laughs) Oh, wow. Where do you buy all of your sweater? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, you really have nice breasts. Those are hacky sacks. <laughs> I love your hair. It's so 80s. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> hacky sack breasts is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. Real bad. <sighs> Back to Dr. Worley's office. Um, the only place that Donald Pleasance appears in this film, which is yeah. in the office. Uh <laughs> He is yoinking worms out of his arms some more. It's basically just like his version of pimples at this point, you know, yeah. like, oh, here's another one. Dr. Um, worm Popper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would watch that. I totally would watch that. Shudder, get on it. Put the Boulay brothers in it. 
Um, uh, then young, young, sexy, big dick Pendleton shows up, uh, starts saying some really creepy shit about, like, how he wishes Donald Pleasance was a, a bebooded woman, and, like, the things he would do to Donald Pleasance if he was a woman doctor. <laughs> it's bebooded. Like, it's like, what are you doing? What's happening? And this and Donald Pleasance character is like, oh, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Get... Get on the table and take off your shirt. <laughs> and I have a strobe light to show you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this this element of Donald Pleasance's character is that he's the he's the mad scientist everywhere. So oh, that's great. So he was he was like, oh, I make weird plant mutants in in uh, the mutations in uh, in the dario argento movie he's like yeah i'm a scientist i have a chimpanzee that is uh capable of killing a human and <laughs> and then here he's like all right i'm just the town doctor with worms growing out of me also get into my hypno chair <laughs> the evil is back the evil is back to here <laughs> <laughs> so he so he hypnotizes strapping young Pendleton and sends him backward in time 300 years to when he was one of the people there burning witches? Yeah, apparently he's got a time machine. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, so, um, so he's like, you were beside her at the execution and he remembers being beside her at the execution and remembers like, oh yeah, the reason I wanted her to, to die was because she wouldn't let me have doing it with her. <laughs> That's right. And so then that scene is over. Um, at the lake, old man Pendleton gets very hashtag me too towards the scientist lady and he's like, I didn't mean nothing by it and leaves. <laughs> Um, then we're, Sorry. it's good. Uh, we're back at the townsfolk dinner, which in the first scene, it was just like, oh, they're the townsfolk. But now we know that every townsfolk is a Pendleton, except maybe the preacher, but maybe he's a Pendleton too. I don't know. There are still guns in the background and they're now discussing all of these women, uh, while, you know, praying and talking about stuff and how they're not good for the children or whatever. Then the kids start acting creepy towards Jenny at school and talking about how her hair isn't natural. And the shit one from earlier is like, Daddy said you might not make it through the winter. And that ends that scene. Uh, then Walter like really puts the moves on Jenny. She turns him down. Then Walter has a nightmare of it, her being a witch who knows that he killed his wife and... And her, like, just having a nice time while he slowly sinks into a bog. That's pretty amazing. It is a uh, really good shot. I bet it looks like it's cold down there. <laughs> yeah. It's alright, it's gonna get warm. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then Jenny finds a snake hidden in her bed, and then that scene is over, and that never anything. Yeah, I was like, wait, is that a... Uh hint that she's a witch or did somebody put a snake in her bed yeah i didn't i didn't get that was that was that an adam and eve reference i don't know what the fuck Ooh, 
if that snake had been coiling around an apple, that would have been cool. But yeah, no, it's just there's a random snake in her bed, and we don't know why. We never find out why. Yeah. Um, and then uh, now, because of all of this, she goes and she hangs out with Dr. Too Many Shirts, uh, who <laughs> warns her that the town thinks that they're witches and says he thinks that they're witches too, but that's okay because he loves witches, what we talked about earlier. And you can tell that she's like... Oh, yeah, that's nice. Wow, I hope you really are Big Dick Pendleton. (laughs) Um, And then she has a nightmare about being burned at the stake by the Puritans, a really fucking cool demon guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Then there's this scene where, like, all of the Puritans file past her, and they spit on her, and each time one of them spits on her, she spits on them back, and it's fucking awesome. They're just like, and she's like, and then a lady spits on her, and she's taken aback, and she can't bring herself to spit back, because she was not expecting that. And then another lady spits on her, and she's like, all right, well then fuck this, and she starts spitting on her, too. It's It's so great. (laughs) It's, It's great. The greatest spit scene I've ever seen in any movie in my life. <laughs> Indeed, it's fantastic. Uh, and uh, and then she she begins waking up, but there's still like like weird shot within shot Puritans talking to her while she's awake. Also, when she wakes up, she's like topless. Wakes up in bed, like, sits up topless, but also it has a pearl necklace on and her lipstick. Yeah. That's how yeah. she goes to bed? Like, she's sure. like, alright, it's I, I, I found a snake in my bed, so I wouldn't want to go to sleep without my pearl necklace on. No, you don't want to do that, but don't be ridiculous. Yeah, so. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens there. Yeah, th- th- I like the, yeah, she... <laughs> When she <laughs> when she goes to bed, <laughs> she puts on a flannel shirt and like you know, of course she's topless first. But yeah. Then she she puts on a flannel shirt and then just crawls into bed. And all I'm thinking is like, you're gonna wake up in the middle of the night with that shirt up over your head or like strangled you. You know, I mean, like take don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah. You know? Just turn the heat up or get another. You know what I mean? That's come on. Yeah, maybe um, maybe wear your snake wrangling get up to sleep tonight. <laughs> bring your hook and bag. Yeah. <laughs> so back over at Worley's shop, uh, Jenny shows up again. Uh, Worley's shop over at Doctor Worley's place. Jenny shows up again. Uh, she sees that he has a bandage on his neck, and yeah. yeah so I wonder why that's there. <laughs> and then we switch to her. They, they have some. They jabber. It doesn't make any sense. And then she is now laying on his thing, like, and she's got her top off, so she's just laying there in her bra. Yeah. Because because he's going to examine her. Yeah. And, and by bra, it's basically a net. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bra made out of saran wrap. Yeah. So, <laughs> she, she tells her, you know, I really, I have trouble sleeping, and, uh, and he's like, do you believe in witchcraft? <laughs> She's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't really, I don't need the, let me get my strobe light. So he busts out the strobe light time machine and is like hypno talking her back to her past um, because this is going to help her go back to her past for what's hidden and painful. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he's just decided that she is a witch and 
he just knows this for certain now. Yeah, he's got it. worms. Yeah. <laughs> She's now, so he's got her like hypno back into 18, or 1683, 1863. And um, uh, that now she's seeing like the, whatever her name was, Harpo, whatever, which analog was uh, at the stake. Uh, she sees the trial and the, the, the murder, the burning, whatever. And uh, she tells him under hypnotization yeah. that um, she's a messenger. I'm a messenger from the unknown with a mission. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells him how Gibbs killed his wife, Wally killed his wife, uh, and that she senses that she's there for something more than teaching. And he says, we are going to win. And I was like, what? What are you Yeah. Doing? Huh? What are you a basketball coach? So <laughs> he gives her some drugs for her sleep, um, and then she, as she's putting her top back on, he just happens to see her wit, or she sees his witch knife, which apparently can dewitch somebody. Uh, sure, yeah. and uh, she says that she saw it in her dreams, and then fucks off out of there. Matthew, in a little weird twist, is just waiting outside for her at the bottom of the stairs, which I thought was really strange. Yeah. And he's just like, see, I told you he's whatever. And yeah. then they go for, they go for a little walk and they're talking and great. In the meantime, they're being spied on by Walter and uh, Ralph, who are basically spying on them from like 10 feet away with a spotlight on them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how did they not see them? It's like, <laughs> or, and then Walter says, she's not a whore, Ralph. She's a witch. Oh, okay. And then he... Tells Ralph his whole theory about the witches and the Devonsville witches and how he believes that the reason that these women who are witches have come back to Devonsville uh, reincarnated as the witches from before is because of his guilt over killing his wife, which has somehow summoned the witches back. Which. 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 Anyways, so the... the now we see the towns, the townies, you know, they're all chilling together. The, all the Pendletons, I guess. I don't know. They're drinking, talking about how much they hate women. They're like, yeah, this is, more beer? <laughs> Fuck women. <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> just a lot of that. And how they're going to fuck, they're going to fuck up the yeah. women all by themselves. Because somebody's like, the preacher is like, we should take this to the council. And the other guys are like, eh, fuck the council, man. We're going to fuck these bitches up. <laughs> And it's really stupid. So then, then we cut to yeah. um, like like one of those stalker cam views where it's like first person camera view. Somebody's spying on Chris at home. The the uh, the DJ chick and uh, no the yeah. who cares? And so it turns out it's Ralph and his crony. Yeah. They bust in. <laughs> they grab her. They tie her up and. Uh, we start seeing this like interspersed with shots from the past. So like her witch analog, we see her get, um, as these dudes are taking their, their hounds out of the truck, we, they let them loose on the, on her. And then we see the witch getting eaten with, by the pigs. And we see a dog very carefully nibbling on a sweater. That's probably wrapped around a piece of bologna and she dies. <laughs> and, um, it's whatever, yeah. Puritans. Um, yeah, that was Chris. Back at the radio station, Monica is taking a call, another man-hating call. Uh, Ralph and his dude show up there, take her away, leaving her uh, earphones swinging. And um, they tie her up 
and put her behind the truck and drag her to death while listening to terrible country music. Uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. And again, we see the cuts yeah. of, of the Monica related witch. She's the one that's on the wheel and uh, roll torch down the hill. Um, uh, things are yeah. moving at a fast pace now. We cut to Jenny. She's running the shower. It, it's quite uh, a clip. God damn it. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> this fucking cat. Yeah. Is it on. Thiago? <laughs> Don't tell John, but I'm going to leave this part in. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll cut that out. Anyways, so we cut to Jenny. She's running the shower. Uh, She hears some weird bird sounds outside. So she turns the shower off and goes out to check. She apparently lives in a giant barn with an extremely bright light on the top that just makes this huge cone of light and then just abject darkness outside of the cone. Okay, that's good. Um, so yeah. she's nabbed, of course, by Ralph and Blondie Pendleton, and then they rape her, which they, yeah, yeah. okay, it's horrible. They don't, fortunately, don't show too much of it, Woo. although they do show them taking her pants off or whatever. Um, they then tie her to a stake, and light a fire at the bottom, so she's going to get burned at the stake, just like Hester Prynne or whatever her name was. Um, yeah, that's a good they're, one. They're cutting back to the past again. We see the fucking cool badass devil rubber devil mask. That thing is so cool. It really fucking is so, huge teeth, just the biggest, most uncomfortable. It's like a guy teeth. in a black robe, shot in the dark, with a spotlight on his rubber mask, just going. It's so good. <laughs> Back and forth, past now, past now, now, 40 years ago. And then Ralph starts talking, you know, Ralph has now assumed the role of the pitchforked, uh, be pitchforked, judgy devil guy who's like, hey, I'll burn you. I don't know why he's talking like an old British man, but it burn you because you're on a witch. <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> And then, in the meantime, uh, Aaron is drinking He's and watching and laughing. And then we see his wife, Myrtle, sneaking up behind him with a shovel, which is fucking amazing. Um, Wally shows up right next to Ralph, and then he starts talking a bunch of shit about witches and all that deal. Uh, Myrtle brains her husband's drunk ass with the shovel. He's done. And then oh, we see, yeah. we hear thunder, and we, we look at Janie's face up close, and her eyes look all weird and black like shiny black. Um, but it's, I mean, it's her actual eyes. It just, I don't know, something about the lighting, whatever, who cares? Okay. So there's like thunder. Um, we see there are more rubble, rubber devil mask. There's like lightning. All of a sudden the stake just starts spinning. It's like rotating with Jenny on it. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And she has like vines or something on her that just kind of like pull back. I, but she's still tied up. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't know what. That I was. don't know. Look kind of cool. Yeah. I guess I don't know. And then she straight up nineteen eighties light in camera light effect eyeball blasts Ralph and Wally. Um, Ralph's head explodes, which is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, like super like scanner style almost. And then um, Wally's head melts. <laughs> a la Indiana Jones. It, it I is know! so fucking cool. 
they did such a good job because like his jaw is still moving and stuff as it's melting. I don't know. Oh, so good. It's like flesh goop and blood and orange and it's all just gushing off of his face, which is shrinking down as it melts off until oh. it's just his skull with his eyeballs and more goop. And then there's like lightning effects behind and there's like wind blowing. So there's droplets of goop that are just blowing off in the distance. Yes. It's so, it's such a great shot. Oh, man. Oh, watch that, if nothing else from this movie. Just that guy's face melting off. It's so good. Uh, seriously, the last ten minutes of this movie are genius. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, the yeah, the fire's out now. It's smoldering. Uh, Jenny unties herself. You know, obviously, the, these dudes are dead. <laughs> she, she frees herself. So we cut to daytime. We see another like a Greyhound-style bus show up, um, and the guy says, you know, Pendleton, or whatever the fuck he says, or Devonsville, whatever. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. Door opens, and, and... Oh, yeah, no, he's about to drive away, closes the door, and we hear Jenny, wait, wait! You know, because, you know, if she was a yeah. witch, if she was really a witch, she'd make that bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy opens the door, she gets on with her suitcase, and she splits. And we fade to um, the closing version of the opening, which was an entry from Warley's journal. This is entry number 96 with someone reading it. I guess it's Pleasance. I don't know. Uh, but the voice is terrible. It's like, yeah, I am redeemed. The Warley curse of the worms is cured. All who were guilty are gone or soon to be brought to justice. The Devonsville Terror is over. Movie over. What? Woo! <laughs> yeah. who, who the fuck is going to justice? What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know, because she killed them? Or... Well, no, she sa he says all who were guilty are gone, or soon to be brought to justice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I skipped over the 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 journal entry at the beginning of the movie because one, it super doesn't matter to the plot. Yeah. And it also doesn't make sense. Like even whenever he like hypnotized her, I think against her will and said that this time we'll win, it really felt like he was on the side of the other Pendletons. Like it Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make it doesn't hold together. No, that's what, and that was the whole thing. I thought that he was, uh, he, yeah, that was that was weird. I thought that he was a bad guy right up until that moment. I'm still not convinced he was a good guy. He just seemed like a no, like a total ass. Um, yeah, it just occurred to me that uh, his last name Warley is very similar to the name Bernice Warley, which was one of Ed Gein's victims in oh. in Wisconsin. Sorry. Oh, nice. True crime dork. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I like this movie a lot. It's uh, one of the things I like about this movie is that first of all, it's not overly long. It's yeah. it's not very complicated. It's very <laughs> it's very straightforward. It plays like a made for TV movie, um, but it's devious. And best of all, it's uh, even though it shows a lot of gratuitous breastage, it's uh, got a feminist message behind it, like a legit one. Yeah. I, I have to rewind it back because you said it's not overly long and I just wanted to make the joke. It's not ooly lom. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's, 
It's kind of like made for TV quality, except yeah. then it has like bursts of like practical effects brilliance. And and yeah, and even even I don't know. The boobage is the the male gaze of this movie is definitely there. Like the fact that she's got her red lipstick and and pearl necklace on to go to sleep toplessly. That's like but but then again, you know, it, it does. It has this feminist message. It has this I don't know. It it's not like anything else that I've encountered in horror where it's got this like Oh yeah, you remember you remember the Salem witch trials like this is what it would look like if it just went ahead and happened again, you know? Yeah. Like th- there are other things like it, but it's not presented in this format because when we're introduced to the to the people of Devonsville, they're like literally the pastor is talking about the shame that weighs the town down and about how they're different now and about how that was a horrible thing that happened that must never happen again and like you get the idea that the entire town is like either living in fear of the curse or living in shame of their ancestors and then it just all pops back up to the top i don't know i I think that's brilliant. I I was massively impressed with this movie beyond like how I should have been. <laughs> I was too. I mean, I when I saw these movies pop up on Shutter, I, I I had heard of Uli Lomel because I was familiar with you know his shitty serial killer movies, and yeah. I've seen a couple of them, and they're terrible. I mean, they're just they're so bad. You know, they're they're yeah. they're, they're they're it's like they're meant to be bad. But they're also just really bad. <laughs> um, but then I had that, so then I was like, okay, why are his movies on Shutter? I mean, not that I like everything Shutter adds, but generally a movie has some sort of a pedigree or or something. Like Beyond the Door Three has like some a humorous story behind it, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, which they brought back. I guess they got rid of it and brought it back. I don't know. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was like. Oh, the Boogeyman by Uli Lomel. I didn't even know that existed. And then, then I see the one next to it, and I'm like, "What is this? Like a folk horror movie? Yeah, this has got to be terrible." The picture was cool, so I watched the Boogeyman first because that was the one that had the most press online, and it is really good. But this one is just much more fun. I, you know, the other one's very gory too, um, and it's apparently that one is kind of a cult hit. But I mean, seriously, nobody fucking talks about this guy. Like, you don't, yeah. you know, I mean, I obviously the people at Shudder know their shit because that's why they had it, but I've never seen anything from him that was good. <laughs> yeah, and I've never heard of this movie until you recommended it. I hadn't either till I saw it I mean, on, on there. I I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, and then I think, and then I was like trying to think about it, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I've confused this guy with, there's another German director that just makes schlock horror films that I can't think of his name, but you talking about Uwe Boll? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's widely considered the worst director of all time or something, isn't he? By one of them. Like of them. he, yeah, he's the guy that's like, if you are, lo- if you want a video game to be adapted into a movie, you oh, have yeah. to, and you, and you hear that it's going to happen. You just pray that Uwe Boll is not involved in it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was confusing Yui with Uli. <laughs> I think I literally was confusing the two. I mean, yeah. And and then just to make things worse, 
you know, the whole latter part of, of Lomel's career is terrible. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. very easy to, to just lump them together and say Germans can't make horror movies. <laughs> yeah. I forget the name of the guy, but a few movies ago we uh, we reviewed a movie. Then the director, like the latter half of his career was just weird porn. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. Jo- Joe D'Amato? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, the the latter half of this guy's career is kind of like that, except instead of like weird porn, it's like, what if every serial killer got several movies made by me and they're all bad? Yes. <laughs> ah, well, anyway. <laughs> if you had to rate this movie... You know, Ooh. on a scale of, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe one to five loathsome things. What? Where Where would this yeah. film fall within that range for you? I think this is probably generous because, like, the movie's not great. Like, the, right. like, like we talked about, like, there's stuff in there that doesn't make sense. There's stuff <laughs> that's just kind of shoved in there and, and without context. Like the three of them getting on a paddle boat together, or the snake in the bed, or like any number of things. But that said, the actual experience of watching this movie is is really good. Like the first time I watched it, I was blown away. And then the first time I watched it and paid attention to it, I was confused, but also still very impressed. So... Based on, like, it, it got full marks for the horror movie elements, for the practical effects, and for, like, what it contributed artistically, mm-hmm. it got full marks for that. So I ended up with a 3.7 out of 5 loathsome <laughs> things. <laughs> Very nice. That's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, had, you know, based on my ridiculous criteria, I basically came at it, you know, very much like you did. It's... It's not a masterpiece, but uh, it's. I really enjoy watching it. It's an easy watch. It's one of those movies that you could watch over and over again because it's not. It's not pretentious. It's not bogged down in you know serious bullshit. It, it's not serious at all. But it's saying something pretty pretty real, you know. Yeah. But it's not. It's not harping on it or beating it into the ground. It's. It's. It's not being preachy. It's just straight up telling you this is how it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we're going to make a movie about it. So, uh, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Anyways, I gave it a 3.7. God damn it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I could smell you going for the 3.7 too. I was like, oh, fuck. He's, everything he says is exactly what I thought. <laughs> but when we started recording, I, I had it at a 3.9, but then over the course of talking about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this element was a little bit less good, and so I like notched it down by two, and, and yep, there it is, 3.7. <laughs> I, I, I've done the same just from our conversations before about certain movies where I'm, it's like it's a movie that's dear to my heart kind of thing, and then we watch it, and as we're talking about it, I'm like, this movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie sucks. Like, like M- Macabre was pretty bad. I was had some cool stuff, but overall, not a great film. Uh, but that and that movie kind of is similar to this movie in that the end just like yeah. picks up steam and like, like watching the first two thirds to three fourths of that movie is like, Oh God, why? And then you leave the movie and you're like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, 
if you're going to basically riff off stuff that's been done before, you got to at least make it entertaining. And the first two two thirds of that movie are not very entertaining. No, but man, it, it closes out. And this one really closed out too. I will say, I think this one was better. Like it held together better throughout. Like there yeah. was, but I mean, honestly, unless like, unless you're into that toxicity, I could see the middle portion of this movie also being really boring for people. Like, yeah. I could see conservatives being like, oh, wow, the whole middle section of this movie is bloated and gaseous because it's just like, oh, look at these normal citizens going about their day worrying about their children and uh, being suspicious of these liberal Hollywood child predators. Oh, they would hate it. Uh, yeah. Well, this is Wokathon. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's a 7.4 out of 10 loathsome things. Good job, Uli nice. Lamel. You did it. Nice job. Rest in peace, you German. <laughs> <laughs> he made he made a lot of movies about like Hitler and and yeah. Hitler's Hitler's personal life. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know, man. I don't need to see a movie about that. So have you been consuming any other cool uh, content out there in the world, John? <laughs> My God, it's it's gluten free, John. <laughs> um. The south of France, John. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. oh wow. Oh, that's that's painful. There you I, go. Uh, wow. I um. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to. I, I started this trilogy of books by an author I'd mentioned before, and and apparently butchered her name. Or, or I said Tanana, but it's Tanana Reeve. Um, <laughs> Tanana Reeve, do she's a, a African American author that writes. Some people call it soft horror or something, which whatever. Hmm. I mean, it's okay. they're horror books, but it's kind of like sci fi ish sort of. Maybe no, I'd say speculative fictiony with horror elements. Um, she wrote a trilogy called the, oh God, what was it called? The African Blood Trilogy or something like that. But it's about this this sub-race or like separate race of um, immortals that um, have come out of Af uh, Ethiopia about a thousand years ago. And um, the, the, the story is about a woman who, the first book anyway, about a woman who, who marries this guy who happens to be an immortal and just some of the the crazy shit that, you know, the, all the crazy shit that happens. And then the second book really gets into like the group that he comes from and, you know, that they're basically their blood is healing, you know, that if you, you, if you have some horrible disease, this blood will heal you. And of course the wrong people find out about it and they're after it and all this stuff. It's pretty, you know, it sounds like a pretty, well, it's kind of an interesting concept, but a pretty straightforward concept, but it's, she's such a great writer that, the second book I'm listening to it on audio is 25 hours long and I'm almost done with it and it just flew by. I mean, I just, man, she's a, she's a great writer. She's, she's super, super talented. And, and, uh, there's an interview with her on one of the, one of the books and she's, she's a really cool lady too. So anyways, that's, that's really what I've been focusing on horror wise. Um, I haven't, I haven't remember what else I've seen. How about you? I watched the first few episodes of a show called Mrs. Davis Hmm. And it's about a nun who is, she lives in a post, 
post our present society where an AI intelligence mm-hmm. has perfected everything. Uh, and so everyone walks around with a with a earbud that's connected to Mrs. Davis is the AI. Mm. Uh, but this nun who is also part of a secret society that hunts magicians, but like like their job is to track down magicians and reveal them for not actually being wizards or something. Like for they're being just charlatans or something for for being yeah like oh it was all an illusion type thing oh, yeah um and and for some reason she she doesn't want to talk to the AI and so everywhere she goes there'll she'll just be like out to lunch and all of a sudden one of uh, like a little kid at a table over, uh, across the diner will like come up to her and be like she wants to talk to you <laughs> and stuff like this. And it seems really cool, but then as you keep watching, you're like, what just happened doesn't make any sense. And things that are just, like, left out of there, like, at one point she's abducted by Germans who say that they're against Mrs. Davis, but then that whole plotline is dropped. She's rescued by a guy on a motorcycle, but then she all, there was also a guy in like a bug car that might have rescued her, but then he's just gone. And so after a while, I was like, is this written by AI? So I looked it up, and yes, actually, this is a TV show where the writers used AI in the drafting of the script, and it really sucks. There are parts of it that are really cool, but there are other parts of it where they're like, yeah, and we just kind of let the AI do what it wanted to see what kind of cool stuff it could come up with. So it's like, it's trying, you can see that it's trying to reach for like a a holistic detective agency, like Dirk Gently style weirdness, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it fails to get there and it just gets really irritating really quick. So a strong no recommend and also don't use AI to write TV shows. Yeah, don't don't use AI for that kind of shit or writing books. Apparently that's yeah, but all publishers now are like, I, I think I mentioned this before, but yeah, the whole AI thing has just been completely one. It's been blown way out of proportion. Oh, yeah. And it's a weird thing that it's become faddish, but. You know, at the same time, it's also had this parallel thread of evil running through it where people are just like, oh, you know, I'll just scan in all the books in the world and then I'll have this, you know, it's like, no, you can't do that. That's not, that's fucking illegal, dude. Yeah. They are, some guy did that and was like, you know, had this great AI idea that he was going to use and a bunch of writers were like, yeah, I'm going to sue the fuck out of you if you do that. Yeah. You need to delete that shit now. And apparently he did. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck so, that guy. Yeah, that guy's a clown. Yeah, fuck all of them. So yeah, that's what's been going on with us. Um, uh, two weeks from today, we're gonna release another episode. Yes. I've I've been having a hard time. Like as I changed the thing, I also changed what movie I want to watch next. So I was like, all right, this is strongly a folk horror thing. So I was like. We could we could take it back and we could do the movie that we keep talking about doing but not actually doing. We do the other movie instead of The Wicker Man. I was like, we could do that. Or we could zip it up all the way forward and do Midsommar. Yeah. Um, 
Or I would just in this, I was like, oh, we could do the the Vavitch. This would be a good one to pair with the Vavitch. Then I was also thinking, like, this is a town and multiple, you know, women. What if we like zoomed it in and did uh, Lucky McKee's The Woman? That would be a great one to pair with mm-hmm. this. But I think instead of any of the <laughs> I think instead, I want to go with Toby Hooper's 1974 masterpiece, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes! (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so psyched. Yeah, I I mean, we're coming up on on Halloween. I think it's time to whip out the big guns. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest guns in in the gun show. Gun shop, yeah. 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 Oh man, I'm aw- that's awesome. Welcome to the gun show, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so cool. I'm, I'm I'm super psyched to do that. Yes, and not the Jessica Biel remake, the actual original one. Yeah, thank God, because I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in two weeks from today when we review that, and then tune in two weeks after that when we review something else. Oh, man. And I'm sorry that you had to listen to this when in two weeks from now you could be listening to the Texas Chainsaw episode. 